0: welcome back to another exciting episode of Villa Birds with your two colorful hosts today Anika and Val and Val and Anika oh my god you guys Val has the most gorgeous red nails she's wearing a green tank I'm wearing a bright blue shirt who are we What's going on? Bitch,
1: it's officially summer. <laughs> it is summer now, and we've really rung it in with the darkest day in American history, but yeah. <laughs> not to you know immediately what? switch topics, but...
0: shes We're ready to get political here on Bill of Birds, and we're not afraid to show it.
1: Yeah, I mean, if anybody's feeling especially hopeless today trust and believe we are too. But this is not a political podcast. This is a podcast to uplift our spirits, to think about something else, and to enjoy our summer. So not that we don't take these things seriously, but we're here to have fun and hopefully have a little bit of escape from the reality that is our tough, tough world right now. Um, And I'm looking forward to talk about the last three run of episodes. We had a lot of spicy, spicy drama, didn't we?
0: We absolutely did. I've been slacking a little bit. I just caught up this morning, and let me tell you, I am taken aback.
1: Yeah, I know. I feel like we haven't You know, I keep saying this, but I'm just so grateful Season 8 has been such a good season so far. We have not rested for a minute. The second we put down one dramatic storyline, we're immediately picking one up, okay? Jay and Ekin fighting, stopping. Oh, don't worry. Charlie comes in. Now it's Tasha and Andrew. Hurricane Tasha Andrew. It's nonstop in this villa, and I can't wait to unpack it today.
0: I'm ready to go. I, I actually am checking in a bag or two. Like, I have a lot to say today.
1: <laughs> She's got baggage, bitches. All right.
0: I got my money up and my funny up this hot girl summer. Be that. You can't.
1: <laughs> you can't.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Well, with that then, Val, you have a very well, all-encompassing recap, very juicy recap for us all over the past three days. So I'm going to let you take it away.
1: So, starting at the top of day 15, we have Antigone making her entrance into the villa and surprising all the boys. Later that afternoon, she goes on three dates. She takes Dami, Davide, and Jay on some, what would you say, picnic-like dates where every time one of the boys is on a date, another one is, or the other two are just sitting in the corner like, it's going good, hey, right? (laughs)
0: It's it's a date and a show. That's basically what yeah. it is. I loved it. I did
1: one of those. So like- funny! Oh my god! So yeah, those were the dates that Antigone was blessed to be on. Which then leads us to the drama of Jay and Ekinsu. Okay. We have Jay having a great date with Antigone, but then coming back and being like, I want to get to know Paige. I can see was like, yeah, great, 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 great. Uh, actually, never mind. Ten minutes pass, and I just had a I'm that bitch talk with myself, so I'm pissed. So the fallout of that happens in our day 16. We will unpack, but we definitely do see the boys' misogyny flags fly high in episode 16. And once the fallout of everyone kind of getting on Ekansu's back happens, we go to bed, and the next day, Charlie takes Ekansu and Tasha on a date. Because lest we forget, in the midst of Hurricane Jay and Ekansu, there was a brand new bombshell, Posh Boy Charlie. Which, posh boys never really last in the villa, but I guess we'll see how this goes. He takes Tasha and Ekin on a date to the hot tub. Tasha, who previously was like, I'm really happy with Andrew, is like, actually, never mind, I'm feeling hot and saucy, and I'd like to get to know you. Thus cuts our day 16 episode, leading into episode 17, where we're getting into That night's events. And day 17 just recounts that night in the villa. It's just one evening in the villa, and so much happens, okay? We have Tasha revealing to Andrew that she hasn't been the same since week one, Tasha, that she wants to get to know Charlie, but her and Andrew are in a really good place. Then we have a recoupling announcement where we have arguably our most jumbled up recoupling. Everybody is scrambled about in the villa. Everybody is in a bed that they don't want to be in. Shout out to the boys for being messy, messy, messy. And as usual... And then we come back to Hurricane Tasha and Andrew, where Tasha's just pouting about the whole villa. Andrew can't decide whether he's mad or not, because once he sees Tasha's pretty little face, he can't hold it against her. And all the boys kind of tell Tasha what they think. Everybody hits the hay, and tensions are still quite high with Tasha and Andrew, Um, another couple that is also separated and now... Trying to claw their way back together is Jackson Page, who have been separated by Jay. But thankfully, our strongest couples are in beds together Dami and India, and Gemma and Luca. So let's unpack all of that one by one.
0: Yes, sir. I am ready. I'm excited. Great recap, Val. I was on the edge of my seat, but also I was relaxing at the same time. You have a very soothing voice. Oh
1: my god, thank you. I feel like that's never been said to me before.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, With this very thorough recap, we have now brought back, and we're probably going to stick to this format now that the couples have started to semi-solidify, but... We are starting with our first birdhouse. Again, with birdhouses, we usually start with the couples that are sort of the least interesting over the past <coughs> few episodes that we've seen over to the ones that have the most tea involved with their coupling or with whomever they're with at that moment in time. So our first birdhouse, we've got two very lovely couples so far. We've got Gemma and Luca, aka Fish Flops. Sorry, can't get over it. <laughs> Love it. Love that whole concept. It's really cute to me. And then we have the iconic, our hopeful winners of season eight, Dami and Indio. So yes. they're they're good to go. There's nothing else to be said. Like I tweeted this earlier. Like the world can semi be in peace now that Luca and Gemma are back in the same bed. <laughs> like, he's not gonna be moping and complaining and like throwing shade the entire day in every villa or every day in in the villa. He can just. Relax now that he has Gemma, like she's his, hopefully, for the long run. So, I mean, I feel good. like
1: Luca will never relax only because if it's not his drama, he loves to be in the middle of the drama. He loves to make his opinion known, as we saw with the whole Ek and Sue drama and the J drama and then the Tasha drama and then the Andrew drama. He's always right in the middle giving his thoughts and opinions, like a true sports commentator, which, I mean, I can't blame him. I feel like I might be the same way in the villa. But, yeah, I mean, to start off with those two very happy couples, um, Gemma and Luca. Truly, I am happy that I gave Gemma a chance at the beginning when everyone was hating on Gemma because she just gets cuter and cuter to me every episode I love the way that she, and I said this last week, that she doesn't like to let herself be too soppy, and tonight that they were finally in bed, Luca held up, like, half of a hand heart, and she went to go put her other hand, and she goes, nah, can't do that, that's cringe, and I'm like, that's me, (laughs) that's me. I'm like, we can be cringe in private, but babes, we got cameras, and we got a whole group of like 10 other islanders we can be cringe alone but we're not gonna be cringe in front of other people but even though she can't help it <laughs> when charlie came into the villa and all the girls were gonna keep it a secret and Luka was like what's up like come to the terrace and she was like yeah sure and india was like don't be simp gemma she's like i'm i'm just going to the terrace and they go to the terrace and she's like okay babe here's what happened." <laughs> Again, another like, relatable so moment,
0: cute, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is well, so cute, too, like the couples need to be rooted in friendship and that's the prime like most pristine thing of friendship is you don't there's no secrets you know you have to be open you have to kind of you know let them know what's going on I love that that was super relatable super cute apparently a lot of people got mad about it though they were like oh my god she's supposed to be a girl's girl but it's like come on but she still is
1: yeah um I'm -hmm. so sorry to anybody that's my friend but having been in an almost five-year relationship, like, you know, I'm going to keep your real freak shit on the low key, but don't expect me to have many secrets with my boyfriend. And that's all I'm going to say. And also, if you're my friend, you're probably friends with him, so I think you would think it's okay. Um, and again, I'll keep the real freak, freak shit on the low, but... That's my partner, bestie. Like, I
0: mean, that's totally fair. But with my, (laughs) but if that doesn't solidify the seriousness of Luca and Gemma, like nothing else will. That was such a couple move to share something like that, which I thought was super funny. So
1: yeah, and something else I really liked about Gemma is her ability and her maturity. When it comes to calming down tensions in the villa, I feel like she's always coming from a really empathetic position when it comes to the drama in the villa. um, Obviously, we saw Tasha and Andrew have some fallout. And while she had Tasha's back, she wasn't quick to blame Andrew for saying that his Love Island journey was officially going to start. She was very empathetic to his stance and was like truthfully and honestly he said that from a um from a place of hurt and you can't take it too Mm -hmm. seriously and you know whether Tasha wanted to hear that or not it was really great that Gemma was able to say that
0: yeah I love how she's honestly the like the most emotionally mature person in the villa but it's nice she seems like a good friend she seems like she's coming into her own and kind of opening up more in a capacity romantically and I think it's really nice to see that but yeah no drama this week except for good drama I guess where they weren't really involved but I'm happy that that kind of rolled out. I also think it's funny that she's very chill and she's like very much like taking control of the situation to ensure that it doesn't get bigger and meanwhile Luca's like shaking his head he's like making faces love them dami and india on the other hand can't get any more perfect every single time yeah. i see them on my screen i i'm ready for this date i am ready for this date i'm so I'm
1: gonna be ready screaming. for the
0: date. i'm gonna be screaming the entire time did you see their faces like they're so oh my god That's they're so in cute
1: love. they are 100 without a doubt are falling in love. And it does suck that in the last three run of episodes, we didn't get to see much of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to say whether that was intentional. Ignore their couplehood after their climatic union. But, you know, they weren't really in the middle of the drama this week. So it's oh. hard to center them in the last three episodes as much as we want to see them. But what we did see was a lot of them in the corner Having a lot of physical intimacy, and not physical intimacy like, you know, like sex, but physical intimacy and like physical closeness, I mean. Being very touchy. Obviously, Dami's love language is physical touch. Um, Also being a couple that people already feel comfortable enough to go and speak with and get counsel from. They just Mm -hmm. seem entirely natural. And I said this on our TikTok at Lillibirds that I just haven't bought into a love on Love Island the way that I'm buying into their love like I haven't bought into a love like this since maybe Camilla and Jamie
0: I agree with you and the part that made me laugh was when they cut really quickly to Dami in India when Sue was, like, blowing her top. The way Dami was, like, looking back and India was, like, looking over, it was the funniest. That's literally mom and dad right there, like, checking to see what's happening, like, scanning, you know, what's going on across <coughs> the span of the villa outdoors, and the fact that, yeah, same thing with Dami. I think he reads people, like, a book as well, which is just the most funniest thing to me. Like, India's really sweet and nice and caring, and she's definitely a girl's girl. Dami's straight up, like, <laughs> Like if if anybody's acting out of line, he'll say it really innocently. But he's like, yeah, I mean, man, like you were definitely being a bitch. But I, (laughs) the way he delivers, he's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, it like kills me. But
1: I totally agree. He's. Really great. I mean, in general, some of the boys' behavior as a collective this week wasn't that my favorite. But I think top on the list of best-behaved boys in the villa, it's Dami and it's Andrew. They're both really respectful. They're not going to talk too much shit behind your back, unless, of course, Dami has you face to face in which case he's definitely going to be like hey this is your tea and I'm telling you right now it's very rare that you see Dami hold his tongue when it comes to expressing what he thinks is happening in the villa but he always does it really respectfully so you know you have to like respect that
0: Mm -hmm. no absolutely and I I don't know it's kind of nice to see you know a a nice variety of people who are unproblematic as we know there are Myriad of people on this season that have shown that they are not necessarily the most kindred of spirits out there.
1: Right. <laughs> I'm
0: not saying that they're like malicious in any way, but they definitely have some values that don't align with what the general public believes should align when you're trying to find love on an island that also happens to be a reality TV show. But hey. I don't know. It's nice. Dami, honestly, is one of my favorite Islanders this season. He has been since, honestly, day one. The snide little comments, the funny, Mm -hmm. you know, banter that he has with everybody. The fact that he shows that he cares, but, yeah, isn't afraid to put people in his place. These are characteristics that I admire, and it's really nice to see someone like that, especially with this group of people. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just seems really comfortable with everyone in the house, including the girls. So it's always really great to see that.
0: Yeah. I love it. Alright, next birdhouse. We've got a little D A D, little dad action. We got (laughs) Holiday, we have Antigone, we've got Danica, we got these this threesome, this triad, this pyramid, this unusual mixture of different I don't know, backgrounds, like a very strange like what a dancer, a singer, and And an an Italian Italian. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what
1: it fits it fits
0: That's... let me you know what val let me ask you a question yeah so a dancer a singer an italian walk into a bar and i've got nothing else
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna be like there's this can't be going anywhere it can't it can't go further than just the layup can it no no
0: because that's it that's the joke as well because we still don't know what davide does someone tell us what is his occupation
1: so true what the fuck does this man do
0: i don't know he's italian do you think he's like
1: really rich or something i'm just like confused at what what, he, what does he do? So I just need answers I, immediately.
0: I, You guys, hit us up if you know what Davide does as an occupation because Val and I here, we're at a loss for words and we don't have any more sources to figure out what he does. Somebody somebody, get us his W-2s. Oh, wait, no, okay. he's, he's in the UK. That's not a thing there. <laughs> somebody get us his taxes there because I need to see this from my eyes. Like, what is his occupation? How does he contribute to the UK economy after Brexit? I need to know. By being sexy. <laughs> <laughs> just being an Italian. <laughs> yeah, he's just Italian.
1: What more does he need to <laughs> contribute? He, they, I, his people have already contributed pasta and pizza. What else does this man have to do?
0: I don't know, but he. this man looks like he does not consume carbs. Do you remember when uh, uh, Anna mm. from season five was like, Oh, I can't be with him. Or I can't be with somebody because he seems like he doesn't eat eat pasta or anything. So if I were to go on a date with him, I'd feel fat. Who did she say that about? I I think she said about Anton. When I was gonna say, must have been Anton. Yeah, yeah, that's like how I feel about Davide. Like if I was there and I saw Davide, I'd be like, oh yeah, no, this man does definitely does not eat carbs, and I'm not here for that. Like I need to be able to watch. Or I needed my man to be able to watch me demolish an entire extra large cheese, thin crust pizza with like, I don't know, spinach and mushrooms on there and like not judge me for a thing. So just like,
1: <sighs> who's to say, but you know, something else that Davide doesn't do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is <follow> relationships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. He just kind of seems like he is there for a fling. And granted, his yeah. girl may not have walked through the doors yet. But it just <laughs> He's been cracking me up these last few episodes because he's just he doesn't care about the law of the land. He's here to have fun, um, to whore it up in the best way, respectfully, you know. We love a whore. Or right, we're reclaiming yeah, the we word did. whore, okay? And we're cool with it. And he's there to whore it up in Mallorca, as any person would. But obviously, when you go into Love Island, there are not like unspoken rules in the villa and he refuses to follow any of them and it's you know quite hypocritical to see how negatively he reacted to Ekinsu after their whole fallout you know granted Ekinsu did lie but it's not like yeah. Davide has really shown his cards to Danica and Antigone he was right. just randomly kissed Danica one night and um, she obviously was like, oh, we're kissing. Can't wait to see how this goes. And to him, it was just like, yeah, we just made out. But in Love Island, that is quite a stamp of approval. It's like, we're good to go ahead and get to know each other and like be in a couple. Cut to the next day, he's picking Antigone in the recoupling, which is hilarious to me because But they had a great date. Then she had an even better date with Jay. Then Jay went to graft Paige. Didn't really seem like Antigone tried too, too hard with Davide, nor did Davide try too, too hard with Antigone. All of a sudden he's picking her in the recoupling. It's like, move mad. I'm down for it. But it's hilarious to see how mad he's moving and how okay it is for him to do it. But Ekansu and Tasha do it. And they're like terrible. They're, they're quote the villains of the house and I don't like the way Tasha is moving. Love Island is going to be messy. And I certainly don't really blame Ekansu for how she's handled everything in the wake of Davide moving crazy unchecked.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said a lot of things that resonate with me. The first thing I'm going to say is I think Antigone was wearing something more revealing than Danica that night. And so my man (sighs) went with... My man went with how we really felt, first of all. Second of all, you know what, Dominic is, I think it also has to do with his analysis of what his connection with each person, I guess, is. You know, Danica didn't pick him first. Like, she Mm -hmm. picked Luca, and she didn't get to go on any dates. We know that Davide's smart. We know that Davide wants somebody that's also, you know, given him the time of day. And I think the reason why he probably went with Antigone is because they did have that date and she did choose him to go with her. And they got to know each other a little bit better. When it comes to recoupling, it doesn't really matter what week it is. For me, if you're single and you're going into a recoupling, you choose somebody that you want to get to know more. So I feel like the kiss was enough to tell Davide or let him know, or maybe he reflected on it, to say, like, you know what, yeah, it was fun to make out with somebody, but I didn't feel the connection that I was looking for there. I think also, maybe we haven't seen this, and we need to see it in the unseen bits, but Aside from that one date, it's weird that Antigone and Davide haven't really spoken at all. You guys, Val tweeted something really funny the other day about Danica and Davide talking, and she said that when they talk, it sounds like they're having like a political conversation. Yeah. And I saw that episode earlier today, and I completely agree with you. What the... That is not... That's literally how a 21 and a 28-year-old talk, in my opinion, <laughs> Like on Fair. this kind of show, I guess, but... It was strange. I don't get it. I this birdhouse in and of itself. I don't see him with either one of those girls. I definitely think you're right. There's definitely a bombshell coming for him, or maybe it's his time to go. I hope it doesn't though, because he is one of the most entertaining Islanders this season. He is honestly one of my favorites. Like I want to get a sticker of him printed out and put it on my MacBook. Like I want to be basic just for him and put like a sticker on my MacBook. But Yeah, aside from that, though, I'm really curious to see how things are going to pan out. I'm worried about Danica, though. My girl, my girl with a D in front of her name, that's my name. I don't think she's going to make it.
1: Yeah, I feel bad for Danica because for whatever reason, she just did not gel with the group in her initial entrance, whereas... Antigone very effortlessly came in and blended really well with all the girls in the house and yeah, I do agree Antigone came in a little more relaxed, but it also has led me to have questions about her status in the villa. She seems more of like a mediator and a con like mm-hmm. a counselor in the house than a bombshell. I feel for Danica because I don't think she had bombshell power. she might have. Mm-hmm done a little bit better in a Caso More situation where she has other girls to have her back who are mm-hmm. in her situation, but coming in as a bombshell on her own, I think was maybe not the right fit for her as we've seen her struggle. Something else I just have to say quickly about Davide in his favor is that I do actually like, for once, seeing the single guy in the house like the resident single guy in the house be somebody who's just fun and doing their thing and like getting to know people and just instead of moping around allowing what's to happen to happen you know because in the past obviously we got season four dr alex then we got season five anton then we got season seven hugo and like All of these characters, to me, while they were, you know, pretty likable, to me, Dr. Alex, I think was pretty likable, but the other two were up and down for me, especially Hugo. I didn't enjoy the pity party, and then when the girl wasn't 100% perfect, shifting her and being like, well, I just don't get why I'm alone, Davide is on his own and he's chilling. He's like, yeah, you know, a girl will get to know me and it's fine. I know I'm sexy. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. She's not for me. We're not meant to be. I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, move crazy. But at least you're fun and entertaining and you don't have pity for yourself. Like, I think that's why it's so funny to see how he acts in the villa and why people have, you know, a softer spot for him than they did for like Hugo last season. Yeah. But yeah, it he's a hilarious character to watch and probably has outlasted any other Italian on any of the other seasons. <laughs> so, congrats to him.
0: Speaking of Italians though, our other Italian in this villa happens to be in the next birdhouse. Yes, our other him h- stealing. Yeah.
1: Our other half Italian. We got two yes, half yes. Italians and a full Italian in this
0: house. Yeah, there's uh, definitely some uh, some sort of properties going on here. We are bringing, the Italians are moving in to love. This is Italian Island now, y'all. So <laughs> I'm okay with it, though. I, I I'm okay with them grazing my screen over here from the U.S. Just saying. Anyway, Amen. <laughs> Next, <laughs> next we have. So in our third bird house, we have Jay and Paige. So Jay stole Paige in tonight's recoupling. <laughs> And we have Ek and Sue in this blocking just because of her connection previously to Jay. And we also have Jax in this birdhouse because of his previous coupling. And honestly, maybe continued coupling with Paige at a later date. So, a lot of fun stuff here. Val, I'm going to let you take off on this one.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Okay. I mean, God, who do I start with? I guess we could start with Jay and Ekin because some of my negative comments about Jax have to do Mm -hmm. with how he inserted himself in the Jay and Ekin situation and later the Jay and Paige situation, but so obviously on last week's podcast, we saw Ekin Sue recouple with Jay after her blowout fight with Davide, sneaking around the villa and getting to know Jay. Then we had a public boat where Jay and Ekin were both in the bottom. This was also in our last episode, right? After that public dumping, where Jay and Ekin were both on the bottom, Jay was the first one to say, I don't know what I would have done if you got dumped. I would have possibly left. She was like, me too. Only after Jay, you know, gives her these words of reassurance and confirmation that he really, really likes her is Ekin swooped off her feet and she's like, oh my God, yeah. I would leave. Which is valid. Which is totally valid. valid. Which is totally valid. Um, later in bed, Ekin is like, yeah, so I would leave with you, right? Like, if you had left, like, I would have left. He was like, well, (laughs) actually, like, let's take the next few days to get to know each other. Which, again, is valid. If he said something in the heat of the moment that he didn't mean because his emotions were flared up, I understand, to a certain degree. But then, at the dawn of the new day, all of a sudden, Jay, who had every opportunity to get to know Paige, Mm -hmm. from the start, and he didn't, didn't even take her on a date, Jay comes about and starts saying, I want to get to know Paige. Then we have the bombshell come in, also in the midst of Jay planting seeds about getting to know Paige. And he has a really great date with Antigone. He's like, oh my God, she won't stop looking at me. Should I kiss her on the date? Do you think she would want to kiss? They don't kiss. They come back from the date. And later that night, he goes to talk to Ekin about wanting to get to know Paige. At this point, I just think it's fairly obvious what Jay is doing. Um, Upon reflection, I don't think that he liked that he was in the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very easy for him to say that he moved too fast with Ekin, that he closed his doors to everyone else except for Ekin too quickly. It's it very easy to say all that and to say all that right after you found out that the public doesn't like you that much, and to shift to somebody who wasn't in the bottom, Miss Page. Right? And so we see Ekin and Jay have a conversation, and then after Ekin Sue takes it really well, she goes, Take a breath, comes back, and is furious okay and she's going off on him and she's like i take everything i said back and i actually just realized what you're doing you're playing a game you're the biggest game player and does ekin handle her emotional outbursts the best no i don't think so no i think she could have handled that a lot better a lot more grace um i think you know it's She played the game, and the game played her, okay? But amidst all that, everything she said about Jay being a game player still rings true in my opinion, okay? It seems very shady to me that he had all the opportunities in the world to get to know Paige. And, you know, he spent a lot more time talking about getting to know Paige to the other islanders then he did actually getting to know Paige. Almost like he was like, okay, let me plant the seed with everybody and see what everybody would think of this. And if everybody's thinking no, I'll just stick to Antigone. And everybody was like, yeah, you could try it. Um, and so he did. And I just think between Ekin and Jay, neither was 100% right in the situation. But I do think that Ekin got the brunt of the negativity and the brunt of a lot of misogyny from the guys. I think they're all ready to back Jay, despite him very much playing the game as much as Ekin is.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I have no idea where the page thing came from. I mean, he did allude to it. I thought when he was talking to Remy. I just I think he was more recommending. Page for Remy, which I didn't really remember until a few moments ago when you were talking more about him speaking to the other islanders about that um, possibility of that being a coupling. But for me, Ek and Sue, I understand that her emotions get the best of her, so I can't fault her for the way that she's reacted. But also for the entertainment value, I'm sorry when Anna was yelling at Jordan. That is the single-handedly like, the best thing that's happened on television. So that's why I'm a little biased here when it comes to Ek and Sue just like rocking someone's shit. Second, I think Jay is a game player. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen the way that he's calculating his possibility and his chances with every girl in the villa since the first day he came in. Uh, that doesn't mean that he could not be swayed by love. I mean, I really think he was feeling Antigone on that date. And when Dami, you know, was egging him on to kiss her, he was turning around. He felt a little shy. Like there was definitely some sort of like, okay, yeah, no, he definitely likes her. But I just don't know if he'd actually, you know, put aside the Excel sheet in his head and actually put himself out there to see if he could end up finding something special with someone who is interested in him in a good way in my opinion, but I just don't like him at this moment in time. I just don't see the appeal. I definitely see him as being extremely calculating and that can be very risky to play because the public sees all and I don't think he's going to get saved the next public vote because he's definitely, or I guess he's probably one of the lowest um, ranking men as of this week, just with the way that he's been moving and w- with what's been going on. And to be honest, I think it's funny that Paige has now kind of solidified her thing with Jax <laughs> with the way that they've been moving today, or I guess for tonight's episode. And I really think that that decision is going to come back to bite him because Paige seems super loyal. I really think, even though she's told Jax that she's willing to explore more with Jay, I really don't think she's going to because Jax is just. Fully fessed up. He, you know, was trying to act really nonchalant and cool and letting Jay get to pick her. Uh, and I was so upset when she cried. I just think that was so fucked up. But it's nice to see that he's providing her the reassurance that she was looking for in the first place. It's kind of stupid that it's coming now, now that she's been recoupled. But hopefully they'll be able to get back on track because I actually did like them as a couple.
1: I think she can do so much better than Jax. And
0: I think she can too, but in this moment, I like her and Jax.
1: I can't say that I do. I just have a Mm. bone to pick with this man, and I don't like him. Like I've said over the last few episodes, I just get very lad's lad energy from him. He's very much somebody who's going to back his boys, even if they're in the wrong, even if they're essentially, like, fucking him over. I did not appreciate way him and Jay had that conversation where Jay was like, "Oh, I want to get to know Paige. And he was like, yeah, go ahead, crack on. N- at no point in the conversation does he go, well, it's up to Paige, but I respect you for asking me, like, if you do it, it won't hurt my feelings. Like, you're open to do that. And I'm not going to stop you. But you know, at the end of the day, it is Paige's decision. It was very much like, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, talk to her. I mean, you know, we need a test. It's just like, shut the fuck up like really like she's not your woman to pimp out Mm -hmm. and then he went to go tell Gemma and Luca and then Paige came over and Luca was like tell her and he was like what do I have to tell her he was like oh Jay had a conversation with me about wanting to get to know you like yeah why wouldn't you tell her that and also in that little scene we see Paige come over and she's like yeah this dress is hard to walk in he's like oh but you look very hot and she's like oh first compliment from you and it's just those little things I pick up on that I'm just like I just don't like this guy later you know when Jay and Su are fighting he's just fully backing Jay and he's like yeah it's just because over the last two days he found out what you are a headache and listen does Ekansu cry wolf a hundred percent. She cries wolf all the time. Every guy who comes in really understands her and whatever. But I just don't think it was this place to jump in and be like, yeah, you're a fucking headache. It's just like, it's not even your business. And you're backing a guy who's trying to steal your girl from you. And you're acting like it doesn't even bother you. It,
0: cause to but she me- was a headache. She she didn't have to go screaming in the entire villa. Like, she literally made but it she everybody's problem.
1: Well... Yeah, but like a la Ana, you know, it's like, it wasn't like she was wrong to. I mean, okay, wherever you stand in that whole debate, she yelled at Jay and then she went to the kitchen to complain. She didn't go into the kitchen yelling. She went to the kitchen Mm -hmm. to complain. And he was like, "Uh, he found out what you are, a headache. All the guys ganged up on her. I understand that they wanted to get her to see from their perspective that she had lied to Davide and now she's getting her karma back. But at no point did they stop to listen to Ekansu's side, which is that Jay was very affectionate towards her, um, had yeah. sold her a promise, and or had sold her a dream, rather, that they were going to be together, and that if anything happens, like they were going to explore their future together. And for him to change in the span of 24 hours, do it to a public voting um was shocking was jarring and none of the boys wanted to see that because they're all very willing to say that Ekansu is uh you know a game player um and Davide said the same thing she's a butterfly she goes from guy to guy as if that's not what Davide Mm -hmm. says and then when it comes to calling out a girl for another girl like Tasha for game playing it's very easy but when it's Jay it's not easy so I just don't you know, I'm also I can biased just because of all this. And um going back to Jax, yeah, he's just is leaving a really poor taste in my mouth. Um, with mm-hmm. really leading the um, the misogynistic choir of opinions that night, and then also the next day at the recoupling, him and Paige being separated, and now. He's being very vocal about how much he likes her. It's like, yes, we, you know, the recoupling serve two purposes. It serves the purpose to um, make Islanders realize how much they actually like each other. And it also serves the purpose of getting Islanders who are game players to play the game. And I just think that at this point, he might have, he could have already solidified his feelings for Paige, given her more words of reassurance. And I just don't think we really saw that until she was crying and he had to. And then she was recoupled with someone else. And now he has to graft to get her back. So she picks him next week.
0: Well, here's the thing I mentioned this, I think, the last week or maybe the week before. We can't expect the people that we're with to know what is going to make us feel like we're loved or appreciated. We already know that Jax and Luca both have a lower standard or just a lower level of emotional maturity. And I definitely think that he didn't realize, or I guess it's hard to make excuses for grown men. I'm not really doing that. It's more of like Paige has been so like, She hasn't been vocal about her needs, and she's such a sweet person that she maybe wouldn't be vocal. So maybe it did take for her to cry in order for him to understand what he needs to do. But the fact that she was taken away, I think, yes, it is a wake-up call for him, and it's good that it's happened. I do agree that that shouldn't have been a wake-up call. He should have been treating her right. He should have reassured her. He should have had all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, we we can't live a life in shoulds. We can only look to the future. And I think, right. you know, he said, Val, he said, good night, baby cakes. This man, this man is all about Paige. He huh. is. He's and
1: they still, held hands while
0: they slept last night. Yeah.
1: He is you know, still number point. one on my uh, suspects of Casa Moore head turns. And uh, I just have to confirm since Pretty Little Thing wants to be a secondary oh, Love yeah. Island account. Yes. Uh, they announced that Casa more is officially starting July 4th, so Ooh. let me check my calendar real quickly, but I'm very Happy sure that that gives us a week. <clears throat> Two. Yeah, that gives us next, well, 4th of July is an Unseen Bits day, so I don't know why they said that, those freaking liars.
0: Yeah, I don't know what Molly Mae is tweeting from that account, but she <laughs> got to get her facts straight.
1: <laughs> but, um, oh no, I'm so sorry. Fourth of July is a Monday. Okay, oh, so okay. we have all of next week uh in the villa, and then our Monday show is going to kick off Casa Moore. So I think it'll be really interesting mm. to see which couples falter and, uh... Which couples stick in casa more? But yeah, I just think Jay is number one suspect, and um, yep. I don't trust him for a second—not one second.
0: Yeah, I mean, speaking for speaking for a couple that may falter if it's kind of not already, Tasha and Andrew <coughs> and Charlie are in our last birdhouse. What the way that Tasha is like unraveling and the way that she was just so pouty the entire evening even though Andrew gave such a sweet speech for her I'm taken aback I feel bad for her I I understand but this whole situation she victimized herself for no reason at all Andrew's trying his best to console her she's clearly irritated that he's being so nice probably because she feels guilty that he's so nice and she wants to waver. This girl sat there and said, yeah, this girl sat there and basically said, oh, I want to be a sassy little city girl and you're making me all ooey gooey. Like, she's literally talking like a fuckboy. Tasha, get it together. He's a realtor in Dubai, girl. You're going to get free trips to Dubai. Stop. (laughs) He cares so much about her. I feel so bad for Andrew still. Like,
1: Yes. Obviously our episode seventeen is where most of the drama happened between them. It's but it's so interesting because Charlie comes in Mm -hmm. and we see that maybe Tasha has cleaned up her act, okay? He asks her about him and Andrew her and Andrew, and he's like, Well, would you get to know me? She's like, I'm in a really good place with Andrew. Then he asks her on a date to the hot tub. And I think the pressure, that pressure he applied on Mm -hmm. trying to pursue her was enough for her to fold. And from one Leo to another, I think when someone (laughs) really wants us and is really trying hard, just like that, just seeing that effort, no matter how small it may be, is enough To get us to be like, oh, my God, they want me? I love attention. Like, I love (laughs) to feel pursued by so many different people. And um, it's very unevolved of her to not be able to see that Andrew has given her that attention and that, you know, adoration that she seeks consistently. But she likes new, 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 new. And Charlie, you know, putting pressure, taking her on the date, asking her if in the recoupling she would be open to him picking. All of that was enough to finally get her to fold and go mask off in the way that a lot of us have been predicting that she would. Um, and it's really disappointing because I did think that she finally settled and would at least last until Casa Moore. But it's just Mm -hmm. not looking like it. I really didn't appreciate her behavior. I think it was... I think Gemma put it best when she explained that Andrew was coming from a place of hurt. And yet Tasha just could not understand why he would be hurt. When it's very apparent that for the last three weeks, he has been 100% solid with you. And he has stuck by your side every time a new shining toy has come in and you have wavered. And he's been patient enough for you to come back. And to have her do that once again and then Tasha get annoyed at him for maybe not having the most perfect reaction to it is just ridiculous. And I can understand, like I said, I don't think that the boys have been extremely fair, but They were very open and honest with her, and she couldn't see it from their perspective. I think once they talked to her, they were very fair, and they were like, we're not even particularly mad at you, but what we're trying to do is get you to realize, like, maybe if you're faltering this much, it's because you don't like Andrew as much as you say that you do, and she was like, she just wasn't having it and then later on she just wasn't having Andrew touch her she was just like shoving him off she didn't want to talk to anybody and yeah. it was just generally poor form in my opinion
0: sorry I'm thinking of um the song Good Form by Nicki Minaj
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally fair
0: I tell him to eat the cookie because it's good for him <laughs> I mean I'm sorry <laughs>
1: basically her and Andrew last night when he was finger blasting her but, but lest we even I, get into that
0: I, I he literally does everything for her like what else would you need from a man like excuse me like even if you do need like you don't need a man but if you do have one what else do you need from that guy because he's great he's so sweet and he really really cares about her I don't like I don't know I as a fellow fire sign, I too agree with your assessment of things that are shiny and new. However, I'm a very moody moon, I'm a Scorpio moon. I feel like that keeps me in check with understanding mm. the more deeper right side of things in my emotions, you know, so for me, I'm just that's not an excuse if somebody no. new gives you attention. It's not an excuse. She only started faltering because her ass got horny in that hot tub with Charlie, you know, talking sweet to her and giving her that attention. I understand. But, you know, even Andrew was like, oh, I'm, you know, you've gone on two dates and we haven't even gone on one. Like, you can see how much this man, like, wants to go on a date with her and spoil her and, you know, love her. And yeah, no, she's emotionally unavailable for sure. I definitely think that her head's going to get turned in Casa for sure. Andrew's probably going to stay loyal to her unless Luca and Dami can talk to him a little further because Dami straight up, you're absolutely right. He said, if you're faltering this much, your coupling is not as strong as you think. You do not like Andrew as much as you think. And this loops in with what I kept saying from the week before where she talks to him as if she's trying to convince herself that she likes him. So Yes, 100%. That's literally it. Mm-hmm. I... I don't know. It's super strange to me to see. I feel bad that she's victimizing herself, but that's essentially what she's doing. Nobody has yelled at her, nobody is slut-shaming her, nobody's putting her on blast. They're just saying, "Hey, look, Andrew's a great guy. Maybe you know do a little self-introspection, see what you're thinking, see where you're up to because you yanking him around like this isn't going to work." And I feel like he's not going to break things off until probably it's too late. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not getting yeah.
1: And something else Luca said as well was that when Tasha was confronted by the two of them and she was just not having it, she said something along the lines of, this is what we're here to do, we're here to get to know people, and, you know, it's not wrong. And Luca said, you don't have to force yourself to get to know people, though. Yeah. Which is true. She has just every time a new person has come in, she's just like forced it just to see if she can get out of her coupling, essentially. Right. And it's true. You know, in the famous words of Chloe, it's not a test for me. It's a test for you. And you failed. Like True.
2: <clears throat> this like, is what she's go. doing.
1: And something else I picked up that she's doing is Now, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, I'm not myself. I'm not week one Tasha. Week one Tasha wouldn't have had this. I'm like, I've seen absolutely no change in you this entire time. You know, you've been the same girl. It hasn't been like your shine has been dimmed by being with Andrew per se. It's just that your union with Andrew isn't particularly interesting. I don't. And I don't know. I, I don't. I said last week that maybe if she changed pairings, she might be a little more interesting. I think that could still be the case. But just in general, she hasn't been the most interesting Islander in the house, you know? Even when she's in the middle of drama, I... it's still like background TV. I'm like, "Mm, it's saucy, but most of the entertainment of tonight's episode didn't come from her pouting about. It came from Andrew kind of having these moments of realization and being like, I'm not going to be mugged off. I'm not going to be mugged off. So for her to say that she's changed from week one, Amber, it just, or Tasha, it just gives very much Michael season five being like, I haven't been myself. And I bit my tongue when I shouldn't have. It's like you don't have to make up excuses to just say that you realized you don't like this person as much as you say you do.
0: No, absolutely. And for me, anyway, even just in any romantic capacity, if... It's a red flag if you think that a relationship is going to hold you back in life.
1: Exactly. And
0: that's kind of how I feel. Like, that's what I'm getting from her behavior with this entire regard. She's here for a fling. I get maybe she's looking for love, but her actions and her words are not aligning she's definitely not emotionally available to be in a monogamous committed relationship with anyone it doesn't even matter with andrew i just don't see her doing that with anybody she's clearly got commitment issues like we all see it it's unfortunate that she's like that but at least you know cut the collateral damage like andrew doesn't deserve that at all and speak of background noise charlie snooze Nothing special. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not here for it. I he hasn't sold me yet. Maybe he might. What was that guy's name? Um, the one that Ovi started crying about because they sent him home. Remember, he was with Lucy. Oh my
1: god. oh I can't like, even remember <laughs> his name. But I know exactly I know. who you're talking that, that's,
0: about. That's literally what he reminds me. I just he's handsome to an extent. I guess he literally gives me that guy vibes.
1: No, he very much falls into Love Island's cookie cutter, posh blonde boy that they send in every year that is always, like, prematurely sent home because he's always boring. Um, And, you know, we just saw the boys do the recoupling this week, so next week we should be getting a new male bombshell and uh, a girl's choice recoupling, which is nice because I do feel like the girls have mostly had this p- the power this season when we never yeah. really saw them have the power last season. But anyways, yeah, I just don't think that posh boys last that long in the house. They're always pretty boring. Even, you know, when he had the opportunity to stir drama, he very much seemed into Tasha. He kind of faltered away from it and just picked Ekansu
0: as a he's not happy about that by the way you can see that man he regretted his decision probably in an out, like five minutes after each he other
1: I just don't even understand why he yeah it seems like they were it was so funny because when he came in Ekansu was like I'm done caring about looks it's like yeah because he's clapped like what like is that what you're <laughs> saying is that what you're saying? Yes, he looks like Stop. a posh boy crypt keeper. Like, no offense to him. Yeah, it's
0: very. You guys, I'm still looking for that man because George! George! George!
1: Ray. I wanted to say George and I was like, no way. He was way too stereotypical and was just called George. Yes. Yeah. And you know, Chugs falls along the same genre of boring, posh boy. Like, every year we have one. And it George never handsome, serves. George, George was, was super handsome. handsome. But he was so boring. He was like
0: Kendall. Yeah, he just didn't have any substance. But I
1: remember... Him and Lucy had a chat one time, and he was like, great, so, like, what chips do you like? Yeah. She was like, oh, I like, like, these kinds of chips. And I was like, go home. (laughs) Go home. Get the fuck out of this villa. You're talking about chips?
0: You know what? At least it wasn't, like... Fuck boy twenty-one questions where that's true. She's like, What's your favorite color? Red, and then the guy's like, What's your titty size? Like, at least it wasn't like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
0: true. That
1: is true. Um, but, but yeah, but Charlie, okay, so Charlie, Charlie and
0: Danica. Both bottom ranked with regard to entertainment value. Unfortunately, I'm not getting anything from either one of them. This could yeah. change with the unseen bits. I'm curious to see how they both interact with the rest of the islanders because so far it just well, it seems so weird. They don't seem like they mesh with anybody there and I don't know. Do you think I'm going to I'm going to say something real quick. Do you think Charlie is going to try to circle back and go again for Tasha?
1: Um I don't know, they really didn't give us anything in the first look outside of the very exciting Dami in india they but they didn't really give us insight into what the drama was gonna be next week, so I don't know. I just I think that him picking Ekinsu was so strange, and if he was gonna go for Tasha, he should have recoupled with her. It almost makes me think that like he's gonna step back. But even if he doesn't step back and goes, you know, full guns a-blazing for Tasha, I'm just like, okay, well, now you've shot yourself in the foot. Now you're not even in the same bed with her. And now you have to compete with the guy that she's been in bed with for the last three weeks still right. sharing a bed with her. It's just kind of, like, weird.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. Charlie, I don't see – this is going to sound mean. I don't see him making it to Casa More for some reason. I just don't. Either him or Jay. One of those two is going to leave. And for the girls, I think Antigone has a better chance of staying or sticking around than Danika does, unfortunately. I actually do like Danica though. I feel like we we got to see a little part of her personality for tonight's episode where she was asking India if she was excited to share a bed with Dami. Like, you see her kind of, you know, like, egging her on, which I thought was cute. But aside from that, though, I'm not really sure how relevant she is to Continuation of this season, unfortunately, with this current batch of Islanders that is still there.
1: I agree. It's it. We're gonna have to see who steps foot into the villa this week, because right now we have an even amount of couples. So, and if we're gonna go into Casa More in just a week, I don't know that they would bring in three singles and then go into Casa More with what. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, possibly eight couples. It's kind of would be very dense for the Casa More storyline to have eight couples go into Casa More and then bring back even more people. We'd see a pretty heavy dumping in two weeks, unless we have a very heavy dumping at the end of next week or maybe another public vote. I don't know. Or maybe we'll have a Islander vote where they decide to split up a couple. I have no idea.
0: I have no idea either, but I am excited to see how everything else is going to unfold within the coming days. (laughs) As everybody here knows, unfortunately we will not be releasing an episode next Wednesday. Because we're taking some time to enjoy the start to our Hot Girl Summers. But we will absolutely be back in your ears buzzing about this show the following Saturday, which will also be a brand new month. So, what a great way to start the month! What a great way to celebrate then by listening to your two favorite hosts, Anika and Val and Val and Anika. (laughs) As we mentioned before, We've been super active on social media. Val is killing it on Instagram. Val is killing it on TikTok. Both of those ads are at VillaBirds. We have been tag teaming our Twitter with <laughs> live tweets, with memes, with interacting with our fans so far on Twitter at Birds Pod, You can find us. Of course, on our home base of Red Circle, along with some very name-recognized brands such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and I think there's one more. iHeartRadio. I am forgetting. iHeartRadio. There we go. So with that, you know our socials. People have been listening all around. Val, we got our first listener from Bangladesh the other day. We also have several notable listeners in Australia. Yes! Our crime-based fans are crushing it. And, of course, all of our family and friends here in the U.S. supporting our endeavors (laughs) like the best people that they are. So... With that, any concluding thoughts, Val?
1: Leave a review and a five-star rating. And thank you and goodbye.
0: Thank you and goodbye. Peace Peace out.
2: (laughs)